is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful in how they impact modern society and culture. Two Marketeers, they've got a podcast, the Two Marketeers podcast. this weird piece of hair what's this shoulder hair doing and we're live <laughs> happy, new happy new year happy new year the newy one that's what my father loves happy newy he out you can say new he had to say newy happy new year did he was he the founder of newy blanche <laughs> that drives me nuts do you know what a nui is? A nui is a noodle. Is it? Yeah. It's a, literally a noodle? So, white noodle. Well, it's because it's a word that, like, it's just not a a phonetic right. sound anglophones have. So, nui. It's nui. Nui. Just go back to nui. Happy noodle year! Happy new year, I Lindsay. I feel like they should have just said that at the beginning of COVID, being like, it's going to be a noodle year. Like, we don't know. <laughs> it's going to be weird. We're calling it wet noodle year. Wet noodle year. And that is not what this year is going to be. Nope, nope, nope. It's going to be noodle free. This is going to be the best year yet. On what scale? Question mark? <laughs> Since last year? Is that a question? <laughs> it is a question. Hi, Lindsay. Well, I would ask you how your holiday was, but <laughs> anyone... <laughs> We'd in be the lying. publishing world, broadcast, anyone knows things are recorded in advance, so. Anyone who uh, doesn't have a team <laughs> of producers and all that stuff, not even a makeup artist. Okay, so it's 2023. My resolution is to be nicer. I'm being nicer this year. Oh, nice. I like mm -hmm. it. So you're going to be nicer to me? Nope. <laughs> no take a minute Lindsay no. think about it mm -mm. No. no absolutely not all right I'm really excited about today we're, we're a little bit silly um it's right before holiday sign off and Lindsay has lots to do so we have to make this really snappy as do you you said no I am so lying nope I don't work remember all right you're not busy yeah I'm busy you said you were I hate using that word. Don't you hate using that? I'm busy. No, it's good to be busy. Why? Why are people so afraid of being busy now? I think so. The pendulum has swung so far the other way. Everyone's afraid of being busy. I like being, being busy is good. Productive progress. Like it's not bad to work. I love being busy. I don't like using that word to justify that everything's okay. Busy is such a loaded, like, I'm busy. Okay, well, what? I didn't ask you if you were busy. I asked you how you were. I feel like whenever, so if you're like a freelancer or consultant or anyone running your own business, when someone says, I'm busy, then you say, good. Good for you. That's great. And what do you say when you're busy. not busy? What do you say when you're not busy? I don't know. What would you say? Yeah. I think that's where you say I'm always, it depends on what project I'm pursuing. Sometimes I'm busier with my yoga than I am with my work. So, okay, there you have it, people. Life is full. Philosophy in a nutshell. Busy is good, said one marketer. Busy is good. 
we've done a lot of talk of this human experience and we wrapped up the year with our top learnings, whatever we wanted them to be about human experience, how that has impacted the way we look at what we do at brands and marketing and, and also on the flip side, how does, uh, how can brands and marketing impact the human experience? Because mm -hmm. there are new ways to do it now. And I think I found the holy grail of what I've been looking for, Lindsay. Ooh. And that's how I want to kick off 2023. Do tell. So we want to talk about brand intimacy. What is it? What does it look like? Uh, what are people talking about it? And what does that mean for the future? Because it's kind of a, doesn't it sound dirty? Brand intimacy. I was just going to say, like, we're getting close. Lindsay's putting on her. Bow, bow, I put on bow. my intimate blazer for this conversation. <laughs> Please check out our YouTube channel to see said intimate blazer. It's funny because I think things evolve over time, right? So people talk about connecting functionally and now the whole thing is connecting emotionally. And then you're just like, so what, it's, what does that actually mean? And I think intimacy is likely a result of that emotional connection which people may have not known that that's what they would have been striving for. So when you're trying to emotionally connect with your consumers on behalf of a brand, it's really that you're trying to get close to them to form that authentic connection, that relationship. And the result of all of that, I suppose, is intimacy. Yeah, it's just, but it's, I'll go deeper into it. It's, it's about taking it to the level of, so how do you measure that and how effective is it? I think what's really mm -hmm. interesting about the big brand world is, you know, what they test now are things like effect, uh, marketing effectiveness, and that's where creativity yeah. comes in. And that's where the six levels of blah, blah, blah. And, and I don't mean that's discounted it's just because I'm old and I can't remember, but it, it is very interesting. And I love how science is filling a void that was always there where you don't have to speculate on the impact mm -hmm. That not just trying to sell me something, but trying to make an impact on 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 my experience. So, what does that you know what what does doing that well look like? Um, and yeah. what I find is there's some really specific things they're doing differently. That's really fascinating, and I'm going to share that. But first, let's talk a little bit about the role of brands in how they entertain us. Yeah, the way I looked at it, and Lindsay and I were talking about emotions, to say like when you think about it, the brands that do the best are the ones that entertain us. And entertain mm -hmm. us doesn't mean make us laugh or just make us cry. It means we are we are we are listening. We are paying attention because yeah. what you're telling the story you're telling me is engaging and has meaning to me. And I that's where we started this. Yeah, I think what like we realized even just in the beginning of developing this podcast is like entertainment means attention. Mm. And when we were talking about putting together of how are we going to create a podcast that's worth listening to, especially with a topic like marketing and brands. True. Obviously that doesn't appeal to everyone. Not everyone wants to sit around and think about marketing psychology all day like we do. And so it's more as well about the entertainment and how you bring some of those topics or how you bring products or how you bring services to market on behalf of brands that garners attention. And a lot of that attention comes from entertaining people. Yes. Yeah, I like that. And if you do it, if you succeed in entertaining them, you have made an emotional connection. Right. Yeah. Agreed. 
And I think, I mean, to give you guys sort of the uh, the thread of this sort of how this evolved to where we are today and what we're talking about as we kick off the new year is when you look at a level of brand int- intimacy, I think a big trigger to that is to understand them enough. We've said that enough to understand who you're entertaining, what matters to them. And the only way you will entertain is by understanding what it is they find entertaining. Yeah. And that changes a lot over time, right? So what you could have done to entertain someone 10 years ago with different channels and different types of broadcast units and different types of media and different types of platforms changes. So every year, the way that you entertain people can be totally different than the way you maybe done it the year before. So like pandemic hits and the way you may entertain or get attention is completely different than it would be today, just due to culture and society and the tone and how people are thinking and feeling. So I think that's the really interesting part for me is that entertainment and how you do it shifts over time in the way that people change over time. Yes. We mentioned again and again, it is all about connecting emotionally. And and it's been an interesting journey for Lindsay and I, as we've looked at the human experience is key taking that new lens of understanding that we are all human and brands have a role to play in how our human experience unfolds on a daily basis. Yeah. In doing, you know, the, the research and reading a lot of stuff that came in, this wonderful little gift happened in, in my inbox. Um, and it was this term called brand intimacy came across and I was like, interesting. It's a whole thing. So the trigger yeah, of it I'd was I've never heard of before. Neither so. had I. Yeah. I've never heard those two words put together. Mm-hmm. So what was really fascinating is I happened upon a very interesting way of thinking that is pretty new. It's pretty compelling. And I feel like it is a perfect example of what Lindsay and I, when we talk about, we're passionate about brands and, and the future of marketing. This is mm-hmm. definitely a stepping stone. And my mind is blown a little bit. Um, And I think the point of today is to just get you to hear, get, you know, marketeers, anyone, marketer or not, how exciting and interesting this is because the the, the company that has coined the term, which is a company called Emblem, um, they're an agency, they're, I think they're about seven years old. They came from Future Brands and Interpublic and worked on very large global brands. And when digital when everything was happening with digital and social, they really saw an opportunity to redefine how brands are impacted or what you can, what brands can do in a world where we are now socially connected through technology. Right. Right. So before I get into it, I want to talk about my sources because there's a lot of really great information yeah. and the links will be provided um, first of all, it was a website called spiceworks.com. And the title of the article is Brand Intimacy and Why Marketers Should Care. And it makes reference to the fact that we are in the age of brand intimacy. So that's really where it all started with me, the first piece I saw I, I saw about it. Then I found this podcast. Um, it's called uh, Success Story with Scott D. Clary. And the episode I'm referring to um, had Mario Natarelli and the title of the episode is How Brand Intimacy Can Make or Break Your Business. It's an hour. It is a very, very useful and interesting hour. 
if you like what we like. Um, a little bit about Mario Natarelli, and I think he's one of the founders of Emblem. Uh, he's an author. He put out a book called Brand Intimacy, A New Paradigm in Marketing. And a real catalyst to all of this was a study that was released, I believe, back in April by Emblem, a brand intimacy agency. Okay. Now I'm going to get into a few key areas that I find the most fascinating. Do tell. Number one, the data is all collected. You have to be, they have to be current users. Okay. okay. So like a current consumer of a brand. Or yeah. They have some kind of relationship with a brand. That's how they formulate it. And I think that's really interesting is to say, if we want to understand and start to measure the impact of intimacy with a brand and vice versa, let's understand what that looks like. So they have created, I think it's like six archetypes that include things like fulfillment, identity, enhancement, ritual, nostalgia, and indulgence, which are different than I would say the kind of archetypes I've seen before where they are profiles and we basically slot the consumer or the brand into said archetype. And this is for their consumers, they're labeling them through these archetypes. Yes. The archetypes are based on what the consumer is fulfilling through that brand, be it indulgence or nostalgia. Okay. But the idea is that we're all, all six of them. It's a question of where do you weight heavier? Yeah. I think it's like, what is the consumer seeking mm. from your brand? Is it fulfillment? Uh, is it enhancement of their lives? I love that because I feel like so often people are like, your target is the freedom seeker. It's like maybe on Friday night, but like, what about Sunday morning when yeah. I'm the nester? And what about like people, I we've really learned a lot about that over the last couple of years about yeah. how multifaceted people are. Like just because you're a mom in a suburb with two kids doesn't mean you're not 75% freedom seeker. It's all around like mindset, right? So this is so cool in the fact that it's they absolutely look at people mindset. in a really multifaceted way yes. because it enables you to connect to the mom in the suburbs to the gaming dude downtown who has like a similar mindset in how they think about brand relationships and what relationship with what brand it's just it's so objective in my opinion mm -hmm. so okay. the biggest thing here for everyone to understand this is a, a marketing agency right there are an agency, but their whole approach is, you know, what, what, what kind of brand do you have to be? How do you have to think differently if you want to be indoctrinated, you know, if you want to accept yeah. this way of thinking? And this is what I think you'll love. Okay. You have to stop thinking your brand is a thing. You need to understand your brand is a relationship to be nurtured and continually build it. And there it is. It's long-term. And I think what I like about this is it is the cleanest break from if any short-term measures other than for the collection of data and understanding impact how you do this, then you, you cannot, you shouldn't think that brand intimacy is something you should do. Mm, okay. That's my paraphrasing. Yeah. When you think about brands and consumers and how a brand is not a thing it's a relationship to be nurtured between people like and it's also over to be time. nurtured between people over time like it's not just that you design a brand and you leave it on the shelf as like a 
playbook and no, it's the people behind that brand connecting with the people who that brand serves. That's like the consumer relationship that you're trying to nurture. And a lot of kind of that short-term mindset is like, okay, it's boxing day and we need to up our intimacy. So we are going to send an email that says, dear Lindsay, come to our boxing day sale. And they're like, we personalized it. That's intimate. It's like, okay, no personalization. It may be a step in the direction of forming a relationship that you think is closer than mass marketing, but what does intimacy actually look like with your brand? And if you looked back at it in five years, how would you have actually been able to build that relationship with consumers in an intimate way? You have to think ahead of yourself looking back and saying, how did we do this? That's mm -hmm. the only way you can, that's how you have to look at success. Yeah. And it's also not like, hey, we're going to do a personalized email campaign every year for five years and that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. It's like we're going to invest and lean into understanding people more than ever because those are the people who are engaging and buying our brand and having a relationship with us. And the commitment is there to understand them long term so we can figure out how to entertain them. We can figure out how to drive intimacy and what the value of our brand actually provides. Personalization is not intimacy. Think of it this way, and this is the key part. Brand intimacy sits outside of marketing. It is company-wide, okay? Mm -hmm. How does every touch point of your brand affect the success of your company? Okay, say that line again, because that's a good one. How does... She always does that to me. Say it again. It's basically this. How does every touch point with your company, your brand equals success across your organization. It is not marketing. So Lindsay's scenario, which you just presented was, that's the problem. It goes to marketing and say, we want to be, a, we want to grow brand intimacy. No, you have to, as an organization, understand the consumer because a key piece of brand intimacy is the ex entire experience of the consumer. Mm -hmm. And that's customer experience. That is customer care. That is so much beyond marketing. It is yeah. sales. It is operations. It's everything. And that's what I love about this because I'm not here to tell you that marketing is, is going to be the big one because of this. Is This comes from marketing. But what I do notice and what I hope 2023 can be more about is about how marketing, I'm going to say this, less and less should marketing become a function within an organization. Thank you. Since the beginning of time, since the beginning, the beginning of, time, of time, marketing has had to fight for its role as a strategic player within the organization to push business results forward versus just being a support function you know, like begging to be involved in trying to prove impact like this, it needs to be thought of as more of a holistic approach to business and how marketing is a key player in driving all of that. But as long as we have a, an economy and, a, and, a, and a, a model that's driven by a marketing department and marketers and brand marketing, marketing and sales, you know, it's, and as a guy who makes money as like working with marketing teams or being the marketing arm, I'm just coming to this saying, this just makes everybody abide, right? It makes mm -hmm. everybody excited. Do you care when it comes to the company you work at, do you care about how much of a connection and impact your brand is having on people's lives in the most mm -hmm. simple ways? Like, like we've talked about the lipstick effect, you know, buying not not cheaping out on your lipstick or buying lipstick, even though you're not gonna 
use it. It makes you feel better. Well, guys, that's just a little dose of happiness. So it's, it's this really amazing thing. And it's cross-discipline. The idea of brand intimacy is a way of thinking towards the future success of your brand. Mm -hmm. Like such a tangible little example of intimacy going outside of marketing is like, do you remember probably 15 years ago, the first time you ever got a box shipped to you that said like, Jessica checked your package, enjoy your blah, 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 where they signed it. Mm -hmm. And you were like, that's an example of operations and supply chain and distribution centers leaning into a philosophy of intimacy that was like such a 15 years ago tangible example. But even to this day when that happens, it's a moment of happiness for me. I was like, there was a person who packed that and wrote it and sent it to me. And they also said like, hey, we know that you use this, you run out of this cream every 60 days. So we're going to just auto send it to you. And you're like, thank you for knowing me, but in a way that's not frustrating. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, intimacy is, is contagious. Those are the kind of experiences that we've always tried to monetize, which is word of mouth. And of course, through social, it can be done better, but you cannot replicate two friends, one friend sharing something memorable, far above any, you know, surprise and delight. It's basically a sale. So with that, a few of the things that I thought were really key to the kind of questions you were asking, Lindsay, is it uh, greatly increases intent to purchase. It's proving itself. Yeah. The study is fascinating. The fact that they've been doing the study, the fact that from what they had learned probably about five years prior to COVID and then when COVID happened and understood, here's the key thing. Based on COVID, our want and our need to connect with brands to be intimate with brands has increased tremendously. Mm -hmm. It has increased and brands need to know that. Secondly, we on average are building intimacy with 33% more brands than before COVID. Why? I don't know. I'm not getting into that and and go to the study. Well, do you want to speculate? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. One of the things that they say, yes, I do. I'd like to provide my uneducated opinion on this topic. Thank you. Love it. (laughs) Well, they say, you know, all of these things start to connect together. So when you're saying all of this, it takes me back to like the trust barometer. Trust is down across government. It's down across, you know, systems. It's down and it's up across leaders and CEOs and organizations. And then as we go into economic downturn, Brands play a higher role in people's lives than ever because they need more value from them. They need value for their dollars. They're looking for that connection. They're looking for support, people to tell them that everything is okay. And when government is not playing that role and trust there is down, it's such a large opportunity for brands. So it's no wonder that people would state as users of these brands that they're becoming far more intimate with 33% more brands than pre-pandemic because the channels are open, they're used to engaging, brands have decided to you know, lean more into mindset and understanding how people work and consumers don't wanna hear from big government leadership voices. They wanna be supported by the brands they believe in who have shown them that connection now over time, over years. Yeah. Soapbox. So if I go back sort of our evolution over this season where on this topic was brand value versus brand equity. Mm -hmm. 
right? So the, he even met, there's just, there's brand value and that's definitely a thing. And then there's this equity, which up until, you know, when we were talking about it, we thought is the top tier, right? which I don't dispute, but it's just a whole different lens. Then we talked about loyalty. I don't know if I've said this many times, I love to be proven wrong, or I love discuss, discovering something that shows that my way of thinking was flawed. And this was basically their take on loyalty is it is, is, it is becoming an antiquated concept. Mm. And the way he puts it in its simplest form is, I mean, I might be loyal to my phone company. That doesn't mean I like them. Uh, loyalty and liking may not, that's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir, but it's like, I may love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> but when you say that to me, it's different. <laughs> I love you. And yet I don't like you right now. And we talked about it. There's consumer loyalty and there's brand loyalty. And we started talking about how brand loyalty is the way to go. But when you start throwing away certain words, it's like brand loyalty is a thing. The fact it's an entire business assumes that that business is trying to truly grow loyalty. They're actually trying, in a lot of cases, trying to grow profit, sales. Yeah. Right? And it's to the point where what we noticed was there are brands doing it very well by removing themselves as a retailer or, you know, a line of products and kind of saying, let loyalty companies, the ones that do it right, grow that because they are the ones, the way I look at it now is they're the ones that can build intimacy because I trust a loyalty company that gives me exactly what I want without being held to certain re retailers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was the part where the, the, the concept in marketing is antiquated. Loyalty is loyalty, but loyalty is a result of something. It isn't the driver of something. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, would you say the same for intimacy? Is intimacy not the result of something? I... <laughs> hmm. TBD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, TBD. I like I think it's very well, provocative. It's an interesting question because I mean, in our world, a lot of the times it's like, oh, this is just the next thing we're talking about. Like yeah, at the absolutely. beginning of the we talk about emotional connection and then we go into, okay, so now it's not it's emotional connection in the name of loyalty. It's like, okay, so why loyalty? Because we know when people are loyal, they purchase us more often. They start to ignore offers from competitors. So loyalty is what we're looking for. And then it's like, okay, no, no, no. It's actually now it's intimacy because that's one layer deeper than loyalty. So I think I love the idea of making something like intimacy an organization or business wide goal where you unite marketing sales operations around like, how do we become more intimate with our consumers and what do we need to do to do that and if you do those things well then intimacy will be the result and intimacy will lead into more sales because there's higher conversion etc associated with people who are more intimate together absolutely so it's just like i'm so curious because i love the term but i'm like is it something that we're latching on to and i'm curious to see where it goes next year or this year i suppose pardon me yeah this year i think what it is is we'll never hitch our trailer to a word 
but we'll love yeah. that word for its true meaning until it's overused, like strategy, like engagement, right? What yes. I will say, this isn't, they're not trying to sell their thing. He's written a book. The book is called Brand Intimacy, A New Paradigm in Marketing. And that's exactly what I think it is. Okay. And what it does is it's not, a, it's about if you change the way you think in this way, it will change how companies run. It will not reinvent marketing. Mm. In fact, it will probably take a ton of that learning from marketing to say, when will you stop thinking that the brand lives within marketing? A brand yeah. lives between the organization. Exactly. That's future. It's a perfect way to end this episode. It's Man, <laughs> we are gonna dive into this 2023. That's amazing. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for bringing this topic forward. You're awesome. Thank you. Now get back to work and go have a wonderful holiday. Oh, wait, sorry. How, uh, you know what I mean. Ah, uh, who knows how it works. <laughs> so nice to be back after the yeah. holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.